Support for the Sidebar Podcast is made possible in part thanks to Your Diapies, America's number one rated adult brand adult diaper. Being the heavyweight champion of the world doesn't mean having a dozen iron mics in your boxing ring. That's why there's Your Diapies. Your Diapies throws you the old one-two so you don't get deep-sixed with the standing eight count. And with 100 pockets of quilted freshness sewed into the eight original pockets of freshness that's doused with 13 pockets of flavor crystals that can be ingested up any orifice, you'd be ballsier than Bruce Willis giving Marcellus Wallace the slip to not try your diapies. So come on, sweetie pie. It's Zed that's dead, not your boxing career. So go ahead, step out of that gym suit and try your diapies today. Your diapies adult diapers for when other diapers won't do. You're at your mother's deathbed when she looks into your eyes meaningfully and tells you that she cheated on your father. Welcome to the sidebar. I'm Clint Mars Novak, filling in for Sebastian Morales, who is currently fox trotting with foxes in Walla Walla, Washington. Car and Driver Magazine is an American automotive enthusiast magazine for those who get aroused by machines. Its total circulation is 1.23 million people, an apparently sizable portion of the U.S. population. Marf Torsley is a frequent contributor to Car and Driver Magazine with his article, The Staycation, Vacationing in Your Car While Staying at Home. Marf. Welcome to the sidebar. Thank you so much for having me today. I appreciate being here. And just to correct you, it's a stay caution, like car, like staycation, but with an R in it. Uh, stay caution. Uh, yes. My mistake. It's fine. At the sidebar, we really do punish mistakes quite badly, so I will be getting the whip later. I'm so sorry to hear that. Don't worry. I sometimes enjoy it. Marf, you claim that most cars are built for sleeping anyway. What is the basis of this claim? All cars are built for sleeping. I'll be honest with you. I don't care the size of it. I don't care the power of it. I mean, I've slept in every type of car you possibly could. So that's, I mean, that's where it comes from. It's not just some sort of an assumption. It's not me loosely basing this idea. I've seen some cars. Maybe, you, no, I've slept in almost every type of car you can, except for RVs. Now, and that's actually a point I want to get to is why not just get an RV? Why does it have to be a car? Because cars are specifically built to drive in and an RV is something that has beds. So cars are not necessarily the most comfortable, but you are of the mind that cars are the sleeping machines. Here's my question. Have you ever taken a sleep for granted? I believe I have not. Really? So I'm, you're telling me every time you wake up, you're like, that was a bloody great sleep, and I'm so happy that I had it. Well, usually when I sleep, I'm thinking of greener pastures, literally greener pastures and daffodils. But mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I do wake up and, and just jump right into my day without thinking about the sleep that I just had. That's fair. I don't mean to challenge you. What I'm saying is I think people do, where there is a bed, you're going to, most people, like myself, I'll be honest, I'll take it for granted. Um, so I'd rather sleep somewhere where I'm going to realize, good or bad, the next morning, that I've just had a sleep. So it's not just been sleep, it's been a sleep of note. Asleep. There is a difference between sleep and asleep. Of course there is, yeah. So you think that because if something is less comfortable, you will more appreciate the sleep? It will become asleep? Less or more, but let's be honest, in a car, it's usually, yes, less. You know, it's less of less quality. Mm -hmm. But yeah, of course, I, I want to live a life where I'm appreciating everything that happens for good or bad. 
So just going through the mechanics of how do you fit inside the car, there are many different ways to fit inside a car. You can sure. lean back the seat. You can go across the back row. You can put down the back folding uh, seats, just be in the trunk. What is the Marf Torsley method? Well, here's what I like to do. I like to try all different positions. Um, I find the comfiest part of a, of a car seat to be the, the head because it's for the back of your neck. Most people don't actually even use it when you're driving. What you don't realize is when you put both seats down all the way and lay across the head of both seats mm-hmm. it's weird it's uncomfortable a bit at first but once you get used to it, it's like well this is sort of built for these parts of my body even if you're crumpled up a bit i find you appreciate it more mm. and are there certain cars that are because you have slept in all sorts of cars yeah. so uh mini coupe smart car something smaller or do you want wider escalades pickups what is what is the what depends on the day Oh. You know, I you know I own a Vauxhall Nova, which is a very small car that you only get in England. Um, those are my favourite, but that could be just sort of comfort food. You know, what I mean, that's the kind of car my my father drove, and my grandfather drove. Um, it's the same car, literally the same car. I've inherited this car. Um, so again, comfort food maybe bigger car, sure you're more comfortable, but are you appreciating it? Probably not. Mm. You know, smaller, not always better, but again, you have more more opportunities to take advantage of uh, you know a different experience. So this car has been in your family for so long. Has it grown accustomed to the Torsley men sleeping inside of it? Absolutely. Yeah, we're all built exactly the same, mm. the exact same height and weight, our whole lives. Oh, and so it just there's an indent into this car. Yes, and the car has a name. It does. It yeah. does. What is the name? All right. Well, it's embarrassing, really, because there's nobody in our family. Its name is Cyril. That's the first name. The last name I'd rather not really get into at the moment. We can talk about it later once I'm comfortable, maybe, but you want to know the last name, don't you? I do want to know the last name, but if you're not comfortable, we will get you comfortable at some point. Uh, our beloved researcher, the intern, Addie Harper, did tell us that in order to be comfortable, mm-hmm. you like to have uh, bouquets of sage delivered to you. So we have sent you a bouquet of sage. I appreciate that. Honestly, I do. And it helps. It helps the blood pressure lower. Here's the thing. It's, it's an in-joke. With the family. So it's going to sound weird if I tell you what it is. I will say it in, in the spirit of, you know, cooperation here and Nan's Panties. Its last name is Nan's Panties. Cyril Nan's Panties. Yeah. Is the whole... And this, this car, this uh, this English car, I can't mm-hmm. remember. It's a Vauxhall Nova. Vauxhall Nova mm-hmm. uh, is has been in your, your family for years. Yes. And I guess it, it's not... Um, it's a humble car. Sure. Are there some cars that are more uh, pampered, more high-end maintenance in, mm. in the sleeping arrangements? Sure. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I find older cars of a higher end to be something I'm more comfortable sleeping in, like a Triumph Spitfire. Very small, like tiny, two-seater, but very comfortable for me, personally. Uh, they don't have the same situation with the Vauxhall Nova, of course, because uh, they're... You know, I've, I think we sort of established it, you know, the, the car's grown around us. It's actually, I've grown into those grooves, sleeping in the car so much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have that in the Spitfire, but I, I love it personally. Like a newer car, my, maybe like a Bugatti, I assume. I've never been in one. Seen it, looks sleepable. Mm-hmm. It does. The the curves and the, the, the curves of the outside body sure. make me feel like you could just lay down mm-hmm. into a, a wider kind of shape. For sure. So your article has been so wildly popular in England that yes. uh, many people, even in the royal family, the queen has adopted some of your sleeping car methods. Sure, sure. It's not the same because, of course, she doesn't have a Vauxhall Nova, but 
No, she doesn't. She she has many fans. She probably sleeps in a Bugatti. So if we I'm wanted to know, she does. Yeah. So if we wanted to know, she and the the dogs, the three dogs, probably are in there. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be a a nightmare trying to get all that hair out. No, oh, absolutely. I'm sure she doesn't care. She likes to sleep among it. Those mm. dogs are in the bed with her every night. I mean, come on, she's used to that. That's true. But your um, these methods didn't just start with the the queen. Recently, it's been a, around for a while. There are some rumors that your I don't know how to put this carefully. Your methods might have led to Princess Diana's death. Well, here's the thing. I don't like to address it for obvious reasons. And it's been years. It's a bit uncomfortable that you're bringing it up, you know, 22 years after this happened. I I am a journalist, and I, I am here for the truth. This is true. I prefer a journalist to just journalist, same as I prefer asleep to sleep. Um, so I appreciate that. Here's the thing. I don't know for sure. Obviously, I wasn't there. If I were, I wouldn't be here today. There are rumors that, yes, yeah, she was trying to drive and sleep at the same time this is i she was also being chased by the press i mean come on i mean at the end of the day you can, who are you gonna blame me or the press honestly well uh you can blame as many people as you want but you may have ha- had a slight hand in it i believe uh philip was actually just in a wreck last week even yeah due to he him trying to sleep not even behind the wheel mm-hmm. he was sleeping in the trunk right while well, he was well, driving we the car. The boot. We would call that the boot. He was sleeping in the boot. Yes. He was boot driving, which yep. is something you've popularized. Not on purpose. I mean, yeah, he was boot driving the whip is what we called it over there. And um, it was it's a fucking dangerous thing. Pardon my French, but it's terribly dangerous. Um, it's fun. It's really fun because you don't know what's going to happen now because it's kind of like a wild ride, you know. Well, because you can't see. Exactly right. That's 100% it. And uh, that's the joy of it. You know, that's the thrill of it. And if you fall asleep in the middle of it, it's it's asleep. That is a... You wake up and you are fortunate to be alive, to yeah. be safe, and exactly. you are very humbled by the experience. Exactly. Now, if, if some press are chasing you while you're trying to do this, who knows what's going to happen? You can't be blamed for what happens next. Neither can I. I don't take any blame for that. Now, do you recommend that kids start to sleep in cars because... Uh, Boot driving the whip has become a popular YouTube I know. Uh, phenomenon. So, I know. do you think that children should you should start sleeping in cars early, or is that something that only adults? No, can do? absolutely not. If they don't have their permit, they've got no place doing that. They shouldn't even be in a car if they don't have a permit. I've you, I've said that for years. If you don't have a permit, you should not be in a car. I don't believe in car seats because I don't believe children that young should be in there. What happens if their parent falls asleep, God forbid, has a heart attack or a stroke? How's that baby going to take over driving? Well, that's irresponsible parenting. At the end of the day. That actually, that is a that is a fair point. Thank you. Uh, this this journalist has been stumped, but I I think that if you aren't able to transport your kids in cars, then are you just going to leave them at home? Buses. But what if the bus driver falls asleep? That's a risk you have to take. It's public transit. It's there for a reason. But what if everyone on the bus except for the baby mm-hmm. all start boot driving the whip, and then the baby is the only one left to drive this bus? And the bus is also going at 50 miles an hour and it has a bomb on it. You say it like I haven't heard this before. Like this hasn't happened before. All right. It's, it's an insane suggestion. Of course, like I say, it did happen once. Um, again, I can't be responsible for what people do with my information. You know what I mean? If I suggest something that I like to do, that doesn't mean everyone should be doing it. 
you should be responsible if you're going to be doing this kind of thing. And honestly, I don't even boot drive the whip. That was just a thing I came up with, gave it a shot. It was fun for a bit. And then after that, I just, you know, I just continue to sleep on the head of, you know, usually the headrests, both laid down like that. Hmm. If they come back all the way. Remember, the sidebar advocates responsible sleeping in cars. I'm glad to hear that. Now, Marf, you are, uh, stay carshin. You think that people should take more vacations in their cars, uh, more community gatherings in their cars. You are a big advocate for barbecues. Yes. Um, walk me through exactly how you set up a barbecue, how you send out the invites, um, and what foods you might bring mm-hmm. into your car. Uh, first, well, for a barbecue, it's pretty simple. You open up what you call the hood, what we call the lid uh, of the car, and uh, you just put some uh, tin foil. Some Baco foil. There's a brand over there, uh, over there where I'm from, where here I am. I'm right here in England. Listen, here's the thing. It's been a while. I, I haven't. I, I just came back from a long trip. It sounds like you're not in England. I, I'm absolutely. It sounds in like England. you're confused about where you are. I've never been confused about where I am. Listen. Now, when I say over there, I mean outside of the studio. You've got to listen. listen it's fine. You the studio some... is the studio just a magic place where you don't belong. All right. Do you see that film Pirate Radio? I did. I'm on the boat from Pirate Radio right now. Okay? So not it's over there. It's still across the water. It is. Is the boat in international waters? Yeah. It's, it's a freaking Pirate Radio. I mean, come on. That's how they get away with it. So you're technically not in London, but you are exactly near right. London. Exactly Over right. there. All I right. would prefer, because there's some things I can say here that I couldn't say if I was on the soil. Ah, such as? Such as I, I may or may not have been responsible responsible for Princess Diana's death but we can talk about that later that is you wanted to ask about barbecues and I'm so excited you wanted to know you put some bake foil down on the on the engine you start the engine up put a little bit of uh, you know olive oil whatever you prefer throw your food in there put some more foil on top close the lid and just wait for it to cook and invite people over they eat it it's a good time so it just is in the the lid of the car the hood mm-hmm. and do you keep the engine you keep the engine running course, just to yeah. keep it going and then how do you you send out uh, all of your invites in tiny RC cars. Exactly right, yeah. And you send those over to everybody. You've been doing your research, right? I, you know, uh, it has fascinated me, the car, the stay carsions, mm-hmm. because I myself am a very, very busy, busy man. When uh, I was covering Hurricane Sandy and my Pulitzer Prize winning turn as a journalist, mm-hmm. I stole a car from a homeless man who was using it to camp out in order to drive away. Sure. To save myself. You have to do what you have to do. So I have a, I'm sorry, I have a, a personal connection to cars. Sure. And so this is just affecting sure. myself. But um, I I want to know what um, what are your, your thoughts about the stay certain racing circuit? Sure. Um, I'm not, here's the thing. I don't believe that cars should be used for anything but transport of responsible adults sleeping or cooking food or eating it. If you can ask me about racing, fine. I'm going to be able to answer very few questions. I raced for a bit back in the 80s, mm-hmm. um, but it was very complicated. That is where I discovered car sleeping and, you know, stay cars. On the race circuit. Yes, absolutely. That seems like a dangerous mix. It because is. Because if you are racing and sleeping, mm-hmm. you can only really do one. I was a daredevil. What can I say? I, I was England's uh, evil Knievel a few years later than evil Knievel. Hmm. Marf, you are you're a superhero to many, I'm sure. I, I can't say that. They can. 
So you were sleeping around the circuit, yeah. uh, literally around the laps, yes. not not with people. Many, oh, well, maybe also. I mean, come on. I mean, I was a bit of a star. I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to toot my own horn too much, but yeah, I so, did all right. So having having such a, a rising star, mm-hmm. um, you became kind of the face of uh, the the circuit, but for your own style, for your style of morphing or morphing. Yes, thank you. Right. Well, um, it was a bit of. Uh, there's a thing you can do where if you um, you, you meditate a bit, mm-hmm. where you're sort of half asleep, half awake, right? I don't know if you ever heard that. It's just kind of like being in a limbo state, right? Um, astral projecting is the kind of thing people do when they're in this. I do it a bit differently. Well, half of my body is asleep and the other half is awake. So I'll get a nice rest on, like, say, this side of my body. Other half is driving. You only need one foot to drive a car. I understand that, you know, you have to shift, but I had a special car built so I could shift with my thumb. And uh, so I'll be sleeping and driving at the same time, confidently. So it sounds as if you are describing a stroke? Right, it is. It's a voluntary stroke. You're having a voluntary stroke while driving the car in order to save half of your body. Exactly. There's no damage at the end. It's not the same. I don't wake up with any damage to my, my body. It's just resting it. And so you take turns. Next time you're in your car with, you know, with the steering wheels on the other side of the car and all that, and the other side of your body rests, the other side drives. So uh, that is known as marfing in Correct. the sport. But uh, what is the double marf and what is the half marf? Because you mm. you played around with this. I did. A I lot. Did. It's risky, the double marf. Mm-hmm. Only did it once. Barely survived. That's where you just literally, you take, um, you know, whatever pills you've got available to you in the middle of the drive. Here's the thing. You assume momentum. The problem is, you know, race cars, not a perfect circle, not a track, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's a bit of an oval. So you hope... You've got muscle memory as you're falling asleep, and you make it. Did it once. Um, the other one you were asking about was a half marf, mm-hmm. correct? Um, that one's a bit harder because um, you sort of is the other half of your body. So you have to pick top or bottom. You have to hope because the thing is, you meditate. You really, it's it's it was hard enough to make half your body fall asleep, and the other one stay awake. It's kind of left an, and right side, you know. It's not a very perfect science. It's kind of exactly a hit and mess. And if you're going to drive, what are you going to do? You can use your hands, aren't you? Mm-hmm. What happens if it's your bot- top half that falls asleep and your bottom half is awake and trying to drive? So you've got one foot on the wheel, the other foot on the pedals. You're trying to shift at the same time. I've never done it successfully. It's still named after me because I tried it first. No one else is bothered, but it's not. It's I would almost say it's impossible. If I didn't have an ego, but that did lead to the 2003 Stay Certain Racing Circuit uh, fiasco. Yeah, that uh, that many hot dog vendors were lost on that day yeah. due to your actions. Well, here's the thing: due to my establishment of of the math and the half math and the double double math, I didn't. It wasn't me in the car. All right, you know that. It wasn't me in the bloody car. It was, here's the thing, I've, I've driven a lot, but it, it, by 2003, I was no longer driving. Uh, I was, uh, uh, you ever watched Top Gear? I love Top Gear. Great, wonderful show, wonderful people on that show, especially the original cast, so good, so wonderful, delightful people. I was the original Stig. You were the original Stig. Yeah, and so what had happened is I kind of, uh, at some point, there was a guy in a car called Marth, but he was like, he, he was a Stig. So, at some point I passed it on, and so the new Stig is this new guy, the new Marf is this new guy. I'm not responsible for that. No one can prove that I am. There was a helmet on that person who was driving. It wasn't me, but it was very sad. 
they had a very similar driving style to you. That's true. And the craziest part is, not really big hot dog people in England. And uh, that was the th- that we they tried out that day. They're like, let's see if we should have hot dogs. That was at the, the one day. That was the one day that the Queen decided that hot dogs are going to be an English thing. Yep. And then that went and very, then guess very what happens? poorly. No more fucking hot dogs. Oscar Mayer is banned from England. The company and the man. So you have a, uh, you're a fan. Well, you're the original Stig, of course, but you also have a feud from um, the Top Gear hosts. Yeah. Um, his name, uh, Matt LeBlanc. All right. We going to talk about this? We can. We could also move on to something what, else. No, well, here's is, my is, question, number one. What, what are our language restrictions here? Because I'm going to have to get very serious if we can talk about Matt LeBlanc. Uh, we at the sidebar believe that any language can be used as long as it's used appropriately, timely, and with citations. Matt LeBlanc is a fucking prick. That was used appropriately, timely, okay. and with proper citations. Friends? Come on. We're not friends. We were. Until he did what he did. No one told you life was going to be this way. That's exactly right. The Rembrandts tried but failed. They did. And, of course, what he did will live in infamy. He, uh, While you were trying a double marf, he actually spiked you with a soda. So it was a triple marf. Yeah. Yeah, because he wanted to be Stig. Here's the thing. He was a bit confused on what was happening. He wanted to be Stig. Eventually he becomes a host, so he's happy with that. He loves being on camera. Fucking Matt LeBlanc. Of course he loves being on camera. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he nearly killed me. That was a different time. That was not the hot dog time. That was not me. Yeah. That was... This as long was, as we're clear here, I did not kill any hot dog vendors. No, you, right? you did not kill any hot dog <laughs> I vendors. I was busy I having believe. a steakation, my trademark. Steakation. Yes, I was course. at home. The steakation in your Marfmobile. That is correct. Yeah. Yes. Do your research. Very nice. I do do my research. Um, we are actually going to take a quick break, but once we come back, we will talk about the Marfmobile, and we will talk about all the different tech things that you have inside of it. Great. Cannot wait. Having a baby is hard to do when you're a party of one. Unless that baby is a full baby. Full Baby Steakhouse. Full Baby Steakhouse is the finest Texas smokehouse in all of Texas that puts a bun in every oven and a gun in every holster. That's it. That's the ad. Full Baby Steakhouse. Why do I feel as if this restaurant was created for the sole purpose of pushing a right-wing agenda? Is it full baby because when you leave you are so full that you feel like you're having a baby? Or is it full baby because it happens to be in a state that frowns upon abortions? So most of the babies don't become flush babies, they become real babies who grow into adults who then eat at full baby steakhouse. Full baby steakhouse. Republican? The Sidebar Podcast is also brought to you by Nike Airbox, a box shoe for box jumping by Airbox. Never before has there been a shoe created for a specific exercise in collaboration with a brand that puts air in boxes in boxes, then ships those boxes in boxes that come in boxes in boxes in a box. So you have air and you know it's fresh. And now that same fresh air is in a shoe from a brand that puts feet inside of shoes that have air and chip in boxes, in boxes that come in boxes, in a box, in boxes, in a box, in a box. 
in a box. The only way to get air fresher is to manufacture it yourself. And you do. But first, there are processes like photosynthesis and proprietary methods. So short answer, no, you can't make air as fresh. But you can subscribe to the only subscription service that puts air in shoes in boxes, in boxes, in boxes, that come in boxes, in boxes, in boxes, in a box, in a box, in a box. Airbox. It's Airbox. Airbox. It's Airbox. Airbox. It's Airbox. In a box. And we're back with Marf Torsley and his article, The Staycation, Vacationing in Your Car While Staying at Home. Marf, you are a fan of car tech. You have... uh, Remind me exactly, uh, it's, you watch movies in your car? Yes, it's correct. Um, not while I'm driving, I am safe, I'm a mostly safe driver, um, but uh, I do have a, a heads-up display on my car, normally used, reserved for things like, you know, miles per hour, kilometers per hour, um, things like that. Just to give you an idea what's going on, I've adapted it so I can watch films while I'm in my car, and I don't have to look at a phone, could watch it while I'm driving, things like that, yeah. And so you can use uh, the heads-up display, the HUD, Correct. as some people might reference it, um, to watch movies. What do you think is in the future for cars, the different things that you can uh, uh, watch or use the HUD for in order sure. to better benefit from a state car My Here's my favorite. One of the things I miss about a regular vacation or even a staycation is um, going places. But I prefer, like I say, to be stationary in my car for my staycations. So what I have proposed, and, you know, you, it's, it's a loose idea for a proposal. I don't know a lot of people who make cars. You know, I know the people at Vauxhall Nova, people who make those cars. But um, I have proposed for people like me, and there are other people like me, otherwise people wouldn't be subscribing to the magazine and reading my articles. Um, I have proposed a virtual reality system specifically so that you could drive a virtual car while you're there. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pollute, anything like that. So you drive a virtual car whilst in your car. Correct. Go down to the corner shop, whatever you want to do. You don't have to walk there. You know, I mean, you would have to walk there if you actually wanted something. But for the sake of enjoyment, entertainment, yeah. For the sake of feeling, the feeling of driving will come through just yes. VR. Correct. Rumble seats as well, you know, like you might find in those uh, 4D theatres. You know, it rumbles, makes it feel like you're really going places, things like that. So a uh, rumble pack car yes, made to make people feel like they're actually doing something when really they're having just the time of their lives sitting stationarily. Exactly, yeah. Now, self-driving cars, mm. is that the bane of staycations or is that going to save people in the future? I mean, what's the point? I mean... It did, you know, America is a, a place of cars. You know, it's a place that was built. But in the 50s, you know, there was a huge uh, boom in automobiles and they were cheaper. So people could... The road trip was invented because of the car. What's the point of a car that drives itself? I mean, don't you want that experience of getting sleepier and sleepier and sleepier as you drive? And then having to decide to, you know, stay in some shitty motel. For your vacation, that's part of it. It's part of the experience. And a self-driving car eliminates that. It eliminates the character of the road trip. I don't see the point of it. Also, it's killing people. So, Well, could you not 
take the virtual reality, put it into the hood, and drive the car while it's driving itself. And then when you get sleepy, you climb into the boot and you boot drive the whip, but you're still the car's still driving itself. I understand where you're going with this, but I don't see. I don't. I feel like you're mud, muddying the waters a bit. I'm simply saying that is it not because to your point, self-driving cars are killing people. Yes. And self-driving cars may or may not be out to eliminate humans. Sure. So is it not as dangerous to be in a self-driving car as it is to boot, sleep, the whip? The difference here is choice. You're actively deciding, I don't want to put my hands on the wheel. Okay? It's not a, a machine making the decision for you. It's not a computer saying, this is what happens next. That's how they take control. That's how they are going to take control if they're going to succeed. What you need to do is be able to have the choice whether or not you're going to put yourself and others in danger. Mm -hmm. Don't need a machine doing that for you. There are some terrible, terrible stories happening worldwide. Uh, Some of them in in the United States, some of them in uh, your own waters. You being, of course, in the boat, uh, you may not have heard of these, but there are some terrible horror stories of uh, state cartions. Hmm. Uh, were they done correctly? Fine. No, yeah, sure. Let's hear some of these horror stories of properly executed state cautions. Let's see how this is. Well, there was a, a young couple in a... Well, that's problem number one. Keep going. You can't be a young couple well, in a state caution? You can, but I mean, ideally, it's for you. It's just the one person. Yeah, I mean, how are you going to sleep across... Two people can't sleep across the, the head of the sea. It's fine. No, no, no. Go ahead. What, what's your example? Maybe, actually, let's let's set the premise. What is... The perfect staycation. How do you set up the perfect staycation, and where do you go? Do you go in a parking spot, parking lot? You are in your own driveway at your home. Mm-hmm. You're in your car. The car is locked. You're sleeping. You're watching movies. You're eating. You're you're visiting. You're visiting with your neighbours, saying hello. But you know, sometimes you request them to put on clothes they wouldn't normally put on and do accents, so you can feel like you're in, in another place. If you've got the money to do that, like I do. That's like the ideal one. Sometimes you can add a person, sure, but that's not my thing. My wife hates that, but that's just how it goes. She knows. I'm going on a stay car, she means stay out of that fucking car. And there have actually been uh, multiple health benefits likes to stay cautions that you talk about in your article. Of course. Um, more zen-like qualities, mm-hmm. having that own personal space state cautions cure everything that's wrong with me now i'm not like a cult leader who would say hey get in the car do what i do you're going to feel better at the end of the day but it does make me feel better and i'm going to live forever and there are other types of cautions that you have advocated for uh what about the high speed caution sure yeah yeah yeah. that's um if you're in a mood to do this go to somewhere in for instance germany's got the autobahn i'm I'm sure you're familiar with it no speed limit yes go as fast as you want and so you do that and then you sort of have the same experience. It's harder to get people around you involved to feel like it, but you are actually moving there. Um, it's kind of like um, the whole point of that is to go so fast that it feels like you're standing still. So it's like a stay caution, but you're actually moving, only you don't know it, only you kind of sense it. So you are trying to outpace the revolution of the earth, in a, in a sense. You're trying to, to be still in the wider universe it's a way to look at it it started out as me testing the theory of relativity really realizing i couldn't do that in a car and just really just enjoying myself so you were trying to travel the speed of light i was hoping to in a car yeah no speed limit on the autobahn did you hear me yes but there's no speed limit cars are machines that can only go it's on the autobahn that means i can go as fast as i want i didn't get that fast 
had a bit of an accident. I'm alive, you know. And this, of course, was the Morph Mobile accident with Matt LeBlanc. This was, yeah, this is the Morph Mobile. Um, this was another accident with Matt LeBlanc. He knew what I was doing. He was trying to keep up. Cut in front of me. Really? You cut in front of somebody when they're trying to go the speed of light. What the fuck do you think is going to happen? I mean, come on. I, I would... He was there before me. He was where before you? He was there before me. And he was trying to, he was trying to also go the speed of light. Correct. Now, I'm not a scientist. Yeah. But what, what did you experience as you hit those high speeds? I mean, just like my neck hurt. It's hard to keep up. Wheel shakes a bit. The Autobahn is not as smooth as you would think if you're going 250 miles an hour. So there's a popular trend in today's housing markets to have tiny houses. Sure. Some of them are uh, just small alleyways and and three stories. Sure. But you would much prefer a Subaru parked in your garage just to... I prefer outside the garage, honestly. Outside the garage. We call it a garage. I'm being kind of calling it a garage as well. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, you, at, sorry, the inside-outside uh, gar- garage, Thank garage you. feud mm-hmm. is actually a long-standing feud between you and Matt LeBlanc, and yeah. your families actually have gotten involved yeah. in this, in yeah. a sort of Romeo, Juliet-esque. Very much so. His, his, his daughter and my son, uh, they have an interest in one another. I am a fan of young love. I think it's the best thing in the world. My wife and I have been dating since primary school, but... You know, the thing is, you should not go against blood here. You understand? And it, You've got Matt LeBlanc, who's no, not only trying to kill me on the Autobahn, but trying to compete mm-hmm. by saying, oh, you know, he's, hi, hi, hi there, I'm Matt LeBlanc. Why don't, we, why don't you guys just stay Carson inside of your, your, uh, your garage? And I just say, that's crap, and I don't want my, my children associating with that. And so you... It's offensive. It's offensive On to- its very face, yeah. To be inside of the garage? It's offensive to steal my idea and then act like you've come up with your own idea. We're saying it's inside because it's the whole point. You're inside the house once you're inside the, in the garage. You know, so what are you even doing, Matt LeBlanc? I believe he's trying to come up with a better idea than yours. Yeah, and it's a terrible idea. He's and failing. You, and you, and you, know who's, you know who's suffering? Our children. So is that why you don't like young couples being on state Carsons? Because those two are star-crossed lovers who are destined for... A bloody feud. I don't like to talk about it, but I mean, sure. Sure, of course. You know, the idea of picturing them in a car together in, you know, in my my little driveway. Would they be inside or outside the garage? Outside, of course. What are you talking about? I mean, if they want to offend me, if they want to make me go over to Matt LeBlanc's house and knife him, yeah, you know, sure. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying in, in a world where, where anything can happen, sure, if that happens, that's going to happen. So, if you found your daughter inside of a car, inside of a garage, you would knife Matt LeBlanc. I'm going to support my daughter first and foremost. I'm going to show her love, and I'm going to say, look, if you can make Matt LeBlanc's son or daughter, whoever you fall in love with, in this case, it's his son. If you that, can make That's very him, open. That's very <clears throat> open of you. I don't, you know, it's whatever. Love is love. But if you're going to have, if you can make him forsake his own father... You know, submit to the will of our family. Great. I have to knife anybody. But the challenge is going to be there. If he can't forsake him, then I don't know what to say. Things are going to be at risk. 
Now, this seems like this is becoming a possible generational conflict. And are you afraid that uh, at some point in 50, 80 years from now, the two families will still be at war and no one will really know why? I mean, that's how you start a legacy. You know what I mean? I mean, we all want to leave something behind for our children and the children's children. Sometimes it's money. Sometimes it's it's fame. Others, it's, you know, family feuds. I, oh, God. I can't believe the idea of that. It just gives me a grin. I don't want anybody to die or get too hurt, but, you know, the idea of it is nice. I started that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, and, of course, in order to make a feud, you need uh, uh, foundations, and you have both created Stakarshan companies. Yeah. And, of course, uh, his company is a little bit, uh, you know, it's the inside Stakarshan, and yours is the uh, the outside Stakarshan. Yeah. Um, what how what differentiates between your two companies? I mean, other than the inside and outside bit, you mean? Other than the inside and the outside bit. Well, I mean, he first of all, he's also he's taken to he's just like here. Let's make special cars for the state cars, and they don't have engines in them. They just sit there like a child's bed. It looks like a sports car. He's forgotten the entire point. He's just doing this to mess with me. I know he has. He's got the money to do that. You know, he's got the money to do million dollar pranks. I don't have that. I've invested my hard-earned money in the state caution, and he's just fucking throwing money around. Ellen, yeah. Ellen has actually backed his yeah, company because she she's had a couple of pranks in the the Mitsubishi bed. Yeah. To yeah. that end, Graham Norton has supported mine. So, what do you want to do? He, he's basically the English Ellen. He is. He's not English. I'm sorry, but in England, that's where the, they they shoot Graham Norton in London. You understand what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. And so you are on even ground, and maybe even higher. I mean, over there, yeah. I've come over here, nobody knows who I'm talking about. Or me. When I say over here, I mean over there where you are. Listen, this is very confusing for me. As you understand, I have trouble. Here's the thing. I have spatial unawareness sometimes. And that is why, I'm not entirely sure where I am at all times, um, that is why I would prefer to record on a boat, because it just makes more sense to me somehow. Are you having a boatcation? Uh, yeah, I did. I had, my, I had my car brought over, and it's it's on the deck of the ship right now. So you're having a staycation on a boat? Yeah, that's great. I do not know how we're going to get the car off it, though. It's very high up. Do you not have access to cranes? or? Well, I mean, that's how we got it here, but I, that means I have to rent a second crane. Uh, there is half a chance I'm going to leave my car here. On the, the pirate radio boat, it's yep. just going to stay there until the ship goes under the seas yeah the the producer's looking at me like that's not going to happen what he doesn't know is what's he going to do i'm just going to swim away now you are a, a rebel of many different things but i i would assume that you would be a bit more a bit less callous with your your cars that you just leave at different places yeah you'd think so but I, it's this is this is an older one i wouldn't mind moving on a bit if i had to Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have to move, we have to evolve as humans. Um, this is also like my backup car, so it's all right if I get rid of it. Now, uh, I understand that you went to the pirate radio boat to try and find pirate treasure. Yeah, all right. And there was treasure somewhere. Yeah, there is treasure. Out I in know. The Atlantic. It. Yeah. Off the coast of London. It's Nazi gold, yeah. Now. Is it true that the bo- the car that you have is actually a submarine, a submersible? 
first of all, what you are doing right now is making the producer over here no more information than he needs to know, first of all. Second of all, we will say, no, it's not so much. Well, you know, hold on, Derek, can you just take your headphones off for a second, please? Just plug plug your ears until I give you the go, all right? Yeah, it's, it's a submersible. Look, it's a submarine. It's got an extra large boot to put as much gold as possible in it. I have uh, diesel balloons to lift it up to the surface because it's going to be very heavy gold. The only thing you can really lift up for, uh, to the surface of the water is diesel balloons. That's what I'm going to do, all right? You can put the headphones back on. So no, no, it's not a submersible. Can you ghost... Put the headphones back on. God. Can you ghost sleep a sub? Oh, yeah. I mean, I assume boot, if I boot had sleep one, a sub. if I had one, yeah. And if I had one, is that something that you would plan to do if you had one? Oh, of course it is. I, that's why I've brought my friend with me here from um, the Guinness Book. Uh, they're gonna cost a bit of money, cost about six thousand pounds to have somebody officially confirm your world record, and uh, they're gonna do that if that happens. And you have to be asleep in, and I believe right now the record for boot sleeping a sub is held mm-hmm. by james cameron that is correct yes for he went for about 23 hours mm-hmm. so how do you warm up to uh sleep for that long um oh, honestly you just you just you just sleep a bunch i mean you know you, what you do is you take as much i don't like here's the thing i don't like to do medicine i don't like to take like a, a day quill or something nyquil sorry to fall asleep but in this case i might have to because, again, I will train my legs to stay awake or my top half. I'll be ready for whatever falls asleep quickest. So you're going to be performing a half MARF in yeah. order to get... Well, that's how James Cameron did it, so I don't feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, that was for Avatar. Oh, he went under in a half MARF in order to get a shot? Yeah, apparently. Oh. I thought it was all CG, and you would expect, yeah, Titanic. Sure, he went down to the Titanic, but apparently, yeah, he shot a lot of that underwater. Some of the shots from... Avatar are actually yeah. just him in a submersible. What's the biggest blue screen in the world? The sea. And you plan on using that same blue screen to shoot yeah. your... You are making up your upcoming film, Welcome to Marfwin. That's correct. Yeah, starring Ricky Gervais. Um, you might know about the film Welcome to Marwin starring Steve Carell. I figured get the original, you know. So um, Ricky Gervais is playing a man on a staycation uh, in a sub. And uh, what happens is, well, he's been damaged before this in several different ways. And uh, it's him playing with a bunch of uh, bath toys in the ocean. And he thinks they're all alive. And you have, of course, about 30,000 kilos, because kilos are measured. Thank you. 30,000 kilos of bubble soap that you're going to release into the ocean in order to get Mm -hmm. more of a dreamlike effect to have him be in the bathtub in the ocean. We wanted it to feel like the world's biggest bathtub, and we brought Ricky Gervais out in the middle of the ocean, put him inside of a submarine, uh, on top of the submarine for this scene, um, and yeah, gave him all the toys to play with that he wanted. Yeah, it was wonderful. It was a lot of... I mean, here, I'll be honest. uh, We let him improvise, which is a bit of a problem. Yes. Um, So we said, please stick to the script, and then we'll do one for you after that. But um, yeah, I I say that. That's all for the test footage. We're getting ready to do the full thing soon. And of course, one of those toys was a little toy Nazi car. Yes. And that's what has led you to now be out in the ocean. Looking for Nazi gold, yeah. Because you believe that there is something out there. I know that there's something out there. What if I told you that I have a map? I mean... I need to know a little, little bit more. I, I like the promise of this. Where, where is this coming from? What do you have, how, do you, how do you have it? Wait. What's your lineage? Where was your family during World War II? My family in World War II was scattered throughout the lands. Mm. 
mostly uh, the the Myers Novaks were mostly in Eastern Europe. Mm. But oh, I only ask. I just want to make sure you came upon it um, in in a good way, in a nice way. I, I won it in a game of a game of craps. Oh, yes. Uh, as a journalist, you travel a lot, and I was in a to here. Mm-hmm. And uh, in a back alley playing dice with a few nice gents. And they gave me a rolled up piece of paper that had. Uh, have you seen. Have you seen Pirates of the Caribbean? Sure, of course. I haven't seen that. It's so got my it, favorite actor, Orlando Bloom, in it. So it had the key from Dead Man's Chest on it. Oh. And I found that key. And right. that key led to a chest. And in that chest was a map. And that map has an X in the mid-Atlantic, and I believe that is the Nazi gold. We should get together on this, then. We should, but I am currently having a workcation sure. where I have to stay in New York, where I am. Could you scan this map? Or is this like a natu- national treasure thing where I have to have like 3D glasses that I find inside a statue to read it? There are three different levels of heat that have to be applied to the map. All right. Within very short times of each other. Mm-hmm. And it can only be seen at 12.03 on the winter solstice. So we have to wait for another year. Yeah, all right. But we can plan ahead. We can plan ahead. All right. Until the winter solstice. I'm not opposed to the idea. We have to... Marf. Yes. Our beloved researcher at the intern, Addie Harper, just handed me a note. Matt LeBlanc also has the same map. Okay, well, here's the thing. How does he have the same map as you? Apparently, there was. He was in the same market in Tahir on the other side of the square, and he rolled dice, and he got the same key. And he got it right after me, and he followed me, and then he got the map. So he stole the map that you had. Or he got a second map. There's, there's a, a second there's map. There's a second map. So my question is, you've got a researcher who just found this out. Is he just blabbing about this on television, or on, as we call it, the telly, or online? What's, what's happening? How we, do we know this? We have a mole inside of the Sidebar podcast, and right. we need to find them, and we need to snuff them out. Yeah. Yeah, you do. We need to end this. We need to it end better them. not be the producer here. If you, you've all right. I don't know. I can't tell. This is going shifty as hell. Marv Torsley, what is next? What's next on the docket for you? Hmm. Well, I have been much as I love Car and Driver magazine, much as I love writing for them, much as I love journalism. I have been considering. Uh, you know, print print journalism is uh, dying out a bit. Uh, online print journalism also not doing too well. Maybe starting my own concern, Stay Caution magazine. It's a little bit of something I'm working on. Um, you know, can't say too much about it, although I just did say an awful lot about it. So um, if the people at Car and Driver magazine hear this, uh, just understand. Um, I have not done anything with it yet, but I've been thinking about doing that. Yeah, maybe. Just specifically all stay cautions all the time. I assume that by this time next week, you won't have a job anywhere, and Matt LeBlanc will probably be in possession of that Nazi gold. Yeah, arse deep in Nazi gold, possibly. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I do have a sentry near where I think it is. His name? Ricky Gervais. So we'll see if Matt LeBlanc can get past Ricky Gervais improvising at him. Few people can. You'll laugh for a bit, but after a while, you want to kill yourself. Marf Dorsley, 
Thanks for coming on the sidebar. Thank you so much for having me. Next week on the sidebar, 500 people are driving towards a cliff. How many people does it take to get them to stop? I'm Clem Myers Novak. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs>